Welcome to the podcast sermon portion of the worship service from First Presbyterian Church of LaGrange. We invite you at some time to come and worship with us live on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. We're located at the corner of Ashland and Elm in LaGrange, Illinois. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us, find our website at fpclg, fpclg.org. On that page, you can scroll to the bottom and be invited to participate in this podcast ministry on our contributions page. Please make a gift at whatever level you are able. Thank you so much, and we trust you will be blessed by this podcast ministry. Let's join the worship service with a scripture reading already in progress. Today's scripture reading comes to us from 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 15a. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. He looked, and there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him and said, get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up, ate and drank, then went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the Mount of God. At that place he came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. May God bless the reading and hearing of his word. 
From the 8th chapter of the Gospel according to Luke, beginning in the 26th verse, reading through verse 39. Then they, that is Jesus and the disciples, arrived in the region of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on shore, a man from the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had not worn any clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, shouting, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of Man, the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there was on the hillside a large herd of swine that was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter those, so he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd stampeded down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herders saw what had happened, they ran off and told the city in the country. Then the people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they became frightened. Those who had seen it told them how the one had been possessed by demons had been healed. And the whole throng of people of the surrounding region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them for they were seized with great fear. So he got in the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Strange words, strange stories. The demonic being released. Terror. Resolution. And good news. Help our minds not to be distracted by the trivial, but to be seized by the gospel. And in hearing your words, May we too depart proclaiming all you have done for us to the glory of Christ. Amen. Well, happy Father's Day and happy Juneteenth. Today is Juneteenth. It's not been a holiday for very long uh, from the federal government. It's only year number two, although it's been celebrated in many other states for many, many decades. Uh, We finally had it declared in 2021 as the first federal Juneteenth. The particular day commemorates the announcement of the emancipation of the slaves into the final and farthest reaches of the old confederacy as the news arrived in Galveston, Texas on the 19th of June, 1865. 
Juneteenth is a mashup of the word June and the 19th in excitement. It got blurred as the announcement went out. What day is this? It's Juneteenth was what was heard, and that is what is celebrated on the 19th of June. The Confederate Army had surrendered months before, back on April 9th of 1865, but the memo of defeat of the Confederacy did not circulate until Union soldiers and generals carried the news throughout the vanquished South. The effect was an announcement of emancipation that didn't come all at once, but it arrived town by town, county by county, state by state. The Emancipation Proclamation had been in effect since the 1st of January, 1863, but while it legally freed enslaved peoples throughout these United States, the states were not united, and so it had the effective law, but none of the impact in the then independent confederacy. But once the war was over and these United States became the United States, they were now all bound under the same law. So the Emancipation Proclamation became law for all of the states. Let's keep in mind that the resistance in the South was wrapped up in wealth that was once calculated by the possession of men and women and boys and girls as property. The outbreak of the Civil War, approximately 50% of the Confederate states' wealth was in human livestock. Half of the wealth of the South was in human livestock. And so as the news of General Order Number 3 circulated through the South, once wealthy slaveholders learned that the foundation of much of their wealth was deemed completely worthless to them, and there was no small amount of resistance to the news on the part of the slave owners, and no small amount of celebration on the part of those who found out that they were now considered human beings and no longer in the eyes of the law considered to be property. Juneteenth celebrates and recognizes the gap between the glorious truth of freedom and receiving the actual news of that truth. It was, you might say, a glorious evangelistic moment, a proclamation of good news to the oppressed. To contextualize the power of the moment, I think it's helpful for us to hear the exact words uh, read by Union General Gordon Granger in Galveston, Texas on that sweltering day of the 19th of June, 1865. General Orders Number 3. The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with the proclamation from the Executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that of employer and hired labor. The freedmen are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and to work for wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military posts and that they will not be supported in idleness either there or elsewhere by order of Major General Granger, by the Executive of the United States, President Abraham Lincoln. 
Obviously, not everybody was pleased with the news. When Jesus arrived in the district of the Gerasenes, there was a legion of oppression. The legion was, as the story goes, demonic. And they cherished their possession. They cherished robbing a man of his identity, his personhood, his dignity. He wore no clothes. And Mark recalled in his Gospels that he lived among the tombs and no one was able to bind him anymore, not even with chains, because he'd often been bound with shackles and chains and they were torn apart by him and the shackles broken into pieces and no one was strong enough to be able to detain him. Consistently, night and day, he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains and cutting himself with stones. The legion that oppressed this man recognized at a distance that there was coming a general order about to declare the expiration of their ownership of this man. Their dominance of him was over. And it had already expired, but now they were going to receive their bad news. What have you to do with us, son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment us. They begged Jesus not to order them to go back into the abyss, and there were some pigs nearby, both Luke and Mark recalled. And Jesus permitted the demonic horde the liberty to possess the swineherd. But those pigs chose rather than to be tormented by the demonic violence, the whole herd ran off the cliff and drowned themselves in the lake course those who formerly owned the pigs were none too happy it is consistent throughout human history that we're all happy about good news we're all excited about emancipation emancipation until we find out that it might cost us something rather than celebrate the freedom of this man as a human being this child of God they were outraged at their loss of livestock and sought legal recourse for compensation for the decimation of their property. The proposal reparations as related to slavery is not new. The height of the Civil War and before the Emancipation Proclamation, Abraham Lincoln proposed that $300 be given to slave owners as compensation for their loss of property. And in fact, that was given to over 3,100 emancipated slaves, not to the slaves for their loss of labor, but to their owners for their loss of property, about $25 million in today's money. Historically, reparations meant money for the liquidation of the slave owner's property, not compensation for those who were once enslaved. Now, regardless of what you may think about the modern suggestions of reparations to compensate the descendants of slaves for lost wages and dignity and personhood and access of wealth, I'm pretty sure it's a hot-button issue only because it involves money. Now, here's the impact of the story. The tension between property and personhood. When the town was all riled up because the swineherders had lost their pigs, the gospel tells us, they came out to Jesus. 
And when they came out, they saw that the demons were gone. The man was sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. A man who had been previously a menace to the community. He was once the source of a terror at campfires when children would gather and you want to run past the tombs and see if he screams at you their night broken with his screams the horror of watching him jump from the woods and slice his own flesh and now he is there completely human totally dignified quiet and what was their reaction they were frightened the whole throng of people surrounding the region, we read, asked Jesus to get out of there. They were seized with great fear. Leave, they tell Jesus, because the proclamation of emancipation costs us too much. Freedom is all well and good, unless we find out that along with freedom, there's obligation. Obligation. 